0: Welcome to Directly from the Source, the Chandler podcast where we share insights about Chandler and explore issues impacting our community with the experts addressing them. I'm your host, Matt Burdick, thanks for tapping in today as we take flight and talk about developments at the Chandler Municipal Airport. Joining me is our Airport Manager, Ryan Reeves. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Matt. Absolutely. Let's begin our conversation, Uh, we've talked a little bit about, I know you're very much an aviation enthusiast, let's talk a little bit about your background in aviation.
1: Well, the, the resume says I've been in aviation professionally since 1995, which uh, my family jokes that I've managed to be a compensated airport bum since that time. But I'm one of the rare folks that is lucky enough to say I'm actually third generation. So my father was an airframe and power plant mechanic and, as well as a pilot. His father was a pilot, and his, my grandfather's brother was actually a career Air Force aviator. Uh, believe it or not, graduated Class 1947 Charlie at Williams Air Force Base and P-51 Mustangs. So uh, even being from originally the Midwest, I've got some Arizona roots not too far away. Myself, I've ran uh, multiple fixed based operators, so ground support for flight crews and aircraft and and business services, if you will, at airports since 1995. In the Valley, I've been here since 2006. You know, for 10 years, I managed Luxair Jet Centers over at Phoenix Goodyear Airport and saw it grow from a small operation working in the lobby to a 60,000 plus square foot operation at the airfield. Privately, being a third generation aviation enthusiast or airplane nut, as we say, I was lucky enough to have my family be the entry point into the industry. I was completely inundated with it from birth. I was lucky enough to get chances most people have to struggle to get. I Got to grow up around airplanes and airports, even in my free time. Currently, I'm the vice president of civilian research, civilian aviation research for the Arizona Aviation Historical Group. I am the sitting president of the Phoenix Wing of the American Aviation Historical Society. So even when I'm not at work, I'm doing a lot of aviation history research. I have my own aircraft. I've had that since 2006. And hopefully, I'm raising the fourth generation. Both my kids seem to be pretty taken with the flying bug as well. So fingers crossed.
0: That's awesome, especially when you talk about having multi-generations involved in aviation. You talk about the connection to Williams Air Force Base. I mean, certainly Chandler, those who've grown up in Chandler know that importance of that connection to our city and really is one of the key parts in our early history of establishing that exposure to our community and having a lot of people in the aviation industry live and, and play in Chandler. Oh
1: absolutely you know and that's uh, aviation history to me is not just an interest it's pretty well my ruling passion. I get a little excited anything that's World War II, previous to World War II, the golden age they call the 20s and 30s, absolutely fascinated and completely taken with all those aircraft and the aviators from
0: that era. So what's involved with managing an airport?
1: <laughs> that's, uh, that's a great question. Um, quite a lot, really. There's everything that the general public would expect, right? We have to look into the safety of operations, the efficiency of operations. We We have to follow all of the Federal Aviation Administration's rules and guidelines for all manner of flight activities. One of our biggest things is, quite frankly, just site care and maintenance. So every bit of pavement, every light, even mowing the 550 plus acres of the airfield to eliminate wildlife entrances into aircraft movement areas it's a big concern. But we're also working with all of the people attached to the nearly 450 airplanes that call, airplanes and helicopters, that call Chandler home, right? So we're doing a lot of tenant relations. We're doing a lot of public relations. We have daily conversations with members of the public that might have a question about how do I get from Chandler to a destination I so desire. Why does the aviation community do what it does and how does it do it? We do a tremendous amount of community outreach and education, but also our main goal in airport management and operating the airfield is to make sure that the Chandler piece of the national airspace system works efficiently and safely because we are tied in to a network of over 3,300 airports that have a specific job in the national airspace system. And if we in any way lose our safety or efficiency, then the entire system is affected. So. We're a little bit of everything from grant management to field maintenance to community relations. Our staff of seven wears many, many
0: hats. Your comment about the National Aviation System, let's tap into that a little bit more because that's something that we don't necessarily think about. Talk a little bit about if we do have something that disrupts operations, how that can impact other airfields.
1: Great question. So in the National Airspace System, we are designated by the FAA as a reliever airport. What that means is, we handle the smaller general aviation traffic that we otherwise want segregated from large and small hubs. So take Sky Harbor, for example, you don't want a great number of small single engine four place aircraft flying into Sky Harbor because you have wide body passenger carrying aircraft going in and out of Sky Harbor. If we pull our two runways out of the system in a very short amount of time, less than two hours, we can see a backup in the system created by that coast to coast. The National Airspace System, it's actually called the NIPIAS, the National Plan of Integrated Airport System. And if we take our piece out of that 3,300 airport group, the domino effect can be pretty profound and pretty pretty quick. The easiest way and the bluntest way to say it is, those wonderful 10 minute taxi times from the gate to departure at Sky Harbor when you go on vacation, It's not just the folks at Sky Harbor that are doing that. It's folks at airports like Chandler, like Falcon Field, our neighbors to the north, that are absorbing the other airspace traffic and handling it in a safe and efficient way that allows all the airports in the system to function together. It's one big organism.
0: Wow. Let's talk about some of the stakeholders at the airport. What are some of the stakeholders and some of their roles as it relates to operations at the airport?
1: Absolutely. So our oldest business on the airport is Chandler Air Service. They're the fixed-based operator, FBO. So imagine a concierge service at a resort to handle flight crews. Imagine a flight school, aircraft maintenance. They have a a subtenant who's a charter provider, all wrapped into one big operation. So they sell jet fuel. They sell 100 low lead fuel. They take care of flight training. They take care of maintenance if you want to buy an airplane, maintain it, learn to fly it. They're kind of your one-stop shop. We have Chandler Aviation, um, also a very long-time tenant, great partner. They provide aviation maintenance services. So remarkable work goes on there every day. I mean, real magicians with wrenches uh, is is how I describe them. And then we have quantum helicopters um, on the uh, southeast end of the field. Neil Jones has built a wonderful business over there. It is our rotary Aircraft Center right now. He has I believe 18 helicopters mm-hmm. and he does a great deal of flight training He is a maintainer. He's a maintenance service center um, for Robinson helicopter and also a longtime Chandler resident These are the folks that we that we work with on a daily basis that call their business is called Chandler Airport home They've been wonderful partners. I myself have only been at the airport for three years, but if there are any indication of What a wonderful airport we've got, Um, and I think they are. Within a week of showing up at the airport, they treated me like family since day one. So it's it's a real pleasure to work with those folks.
0: And then you touched on the number of aircraft that call Chandler home in terms of the the tenants and the pilots. And talk a little bit about some of those folks and maybe some of the destinations that are frequent.
1: Yeah, I think the perception is, and I've seen this not at just Chandler but other airports, the perception is smaller airports are just for the folks in that community. And while that's certainly true to a degree, we have 450 aircraft that call chandler their base of operations the longest non-stop destination i've seen was non-stop from chandler to puerto rico we frequently get aircraft that in the colder months can make it all the way to the east coast from here but we do have aircraft that take off and they land back on the same runway that they took off on. say if you're doing a flight training flight if you're just going up on a sightseeing flight with your friends and family But the aircraft themselves, um, we have tremendous variety at the airport. We have everything from open cockpit biplanes to ultralights to 8 to 10 passenger business jets. So we literally have the gamut of aviation. Pretty remarkable. And out of 450 aircraft, we have things that can fly 60 miles an hour, we have things that can fly in excess of 500 knots. For an airplane guy, it, it's kind of like heaven. I mean, there, Everywhere you look, there's a different kind of aircraft taking off every few minutes. So it just, the view outside our windows is, is pretty great. Yeah.
0: And then in terms of, of space, I mean, I know that's one of the challenges oh, guess, of, yeah. of trying for people. There's a lot of people I know that want to locate to Chandler and and talk maybe a little bit about the hangar space or the tie-down space. Absolutely. What, what are some of the challenges that you're facing there?
1: Well, really it's not just Chandler that's facing those problems, it's a regional issue. There are wait lists at nearly every airport in the valley and even along the west coast. And I shouldn't even say that, nationwide there's a hangar shortage. We're working towards that. We've got about just shy of 300 hangars there now. We have over 200 tie-down spaces, so open air mooring points. We do have a wait list for everything, so demand is extraordinarily high. Neighboring airports are seeing the same kind of wait lists. We're doing our best to manage it, but the real key to that is going to be developing hangar space to create movement in those wait lists, to create new tenants at the airport. And a wait list, is a really good indication that you've got an airport people want to be at. We are currently um, just finished the first request for proposals for development on the airport in some years. Within the next two years, we should see a 14,000-square-foot hangar open up. That's going to create movement in the aircraft storage uh, segment, and we hope this is the first of many.
0: When you mentioned the hangar space, I know these past couple years there's been a lot of planning Let's talk a little bit about what are some of the plans for the airport and some developments that folks may see in and around the airport.
1: Well, last year we finished the uh, airport master plan, which is a plan required by the FAA to be updated. So the FAA and the Arizona Department of Transportation Aeronautics Division has a roadmap, if you will, of what our capital development will look like at the airfield. A lot of that in the master plan is focused upon infrastructure. So runways, taxiways, parking aprons, navigational aids for pilots and flight crew, lights. But as far as development goes on the field, the master plan identified nearly 20 acres on the north side of the airport and in excess of 83 acres on the south side of the airport that are already airport property that are ideal locations for aeronautical facility development. With the first RFP that we just satisfied and was approved by council in August, we are going to see the first hangar go vertical in, goodness, close to a decade, I believe, large-scale hangar, if you will. It's going to be a wonderful amenity to the field. But as far as other development, what you'll see this year coming up, one of the projects we're very excited about is We're doing a strategic business plan. This will be a plan that includes a lot of folks in the aviation industry, the flying community at Chandler, the regional flying community, and we're going to look at the RFP release schedule and how we develop that 100 acres because we have to be realistic about it. It's a finite resource. Yes, we have 100 acres, but we have to develop it intelligently and strategically so that the airfield grows and we're not impacting operations and we're not impacting safety. And that's not just for safety on the field, but we consider the safety everywhere those aircraft are flying in the region. It'll be a large undertaking, but that will be an additional plan of execution on how to develop the airport. We're having weekly discussions with folks in the industry that want to develop in the Southwest. It is an absolute hotbed of aviation development at present. A lot of that has to do with the fact that we have what many consider to be the most perfect flying weather on the planet. It's hard to debate that. Blue skies are our norm, as we all know, and to a pilot, that's as good as it can possibly get. Um, We'll take the heat for the clear skies any day of the week. So what I hope to see in future at the airport is a fair amount of hangar development, a wonderful strategy put in place over the next couple of years on how to roll that development out.
0: So the airport, obviously, one of the things that our city council has talked about is, is the airport being an important asset to help foster business growth. And obviously, the Chandler Air Park is is one of our employment corridors. It's one of the areas that we're seeing a lot of commercial and industrial type development that's taking place. What are are some of the things that you're seeing in terms of the airport supporting that business growth?
1: You know, I've got to say when I first came here three years ago, my first day was on a Monday and on Wednesday we kicked off the master planning process. So dove headfirst into the fire, as it were, and it was a... uh, Was an amazing process, very proud of the plan we produced. It's pretty remarkable. But one of the things I was so encouraged by seeing was our economic development staff was involved in the master planning process at the airport, and we developed those plans in lockstep together with input from both directions. That in and of itself is relatively rare in the aviation industry, so again, Chandler's foresight is commendable at the very least. What I see happening in the air park in terms of using the airport as an anchor is just wonderful. In a word, it's wonderful because the more businesses you have in close proximity to an airport, the more businesses will be attracted to that area and also be attracted to use the airport. One of the first questions most businesses will ask when they come into an area, do you have an airport and how close is it to the site? The reason for that is, if you are a company and you're operating an aircraft, you've basically created an office in the sky for your personnel. It's not like flying on an airline where you can't discuss any of your business plans, you can't do any real work flying, even first class, because you're in a very public setting. Not to mention getting on that airline at the beginning of a day, flying to your destination. You're going to burn up a day with those employees, getting them to the site they need to visit. In a private jet, you take off when you want to. In a turboprop, you take off when you want to. You fly to your destination. You get as close as you want to. And you can work the entire way there. It's literally a force maximizer and a force multiplier for most businesses. And I received an interesting question about the air park recently, which was, we don't seem to have a lot of aviation companies in the air park area. Doesn't that concern you? I said, that's never the first question I ask. When economic development brings me the heads up that this business is going to think about building on this parcel, the first question I always ask is, do they have a flight department? So this is a symbiotic relationship. So the more development we have in the airpark area around the airport, that reaffirms the amenity that the airport is. And to take it away from just the business side of things, during COVID, what we saw at the airport was families using their own aircraft to travel. Again, a huge amenity for the citizens. We see a lot of charter operations going out, medical operations. When you've got businesses that anchor the air park area surrounding the airport, it feeds both in and outside the fence in terms of economics and support.
0: And the air park is one of those areas that we are seeing a lot of business development and growth. We're a destination that attracts companies from all over the globe. Having an asset like an airport close by so that they can connect and get to the destinations that they're trying to go is a really important asset. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the airport and certain, maybe some of the things that I know I, I hear about every now and then and you hear about probably more frequently. Passenger service. Why is that not in the cards for Chandler Airport?
1: We, we can't support passenger service, um, and there's a variety of reasons. One, our infrastructure won't take it. Um, our runway is not thick enough. It is not wide enough to support an airliner. Let's, for the sake of argument, say we had nice thick pavement. Let's say we had nice long runways that would accommodate these airliners. The FAA is going to be very hesitant to give any kinds of thumbs up for that kind of operation based upon our physical constraints. Let's say we get past that hurdle, which I wouldn't imagine we could. Airlines, they're not going to put the money, time, and effort into a third option in the valley and to put it very bluntly we can land an airliner at chandler once um, and it'll till the runway up Um, we are designed for mid-sized business jets so the large jets you see flying in and by large and i'm using air quotes for (laughs) the sake of everyone listening are six to eight passenger business jets. They're relatively small aircraft in the grand scheme of things. Those are the largest aircraft we're ever going to see, and those aircraft love smaller fields where, again, you're a reliever. You're relieving traffic from those larger hubs.
0: All right, let's talk about the runway and oh, some, yes. of the, some of the factors in terms of the runway. Let's talk about what our current lengths are and what our maximum lengths could be and what would be involved if there ever was a runway extension.
1: Right. We have two runways right now, as I think most folks know. We've got a very short northern runway, which is largely used only by turboprop aircraft and general aviation single engine and twin engine aircraft. So picture four to six seat airplanes, mostly four seat. The south runway is the big one. It's 4,870 feet. We're the only public airport in Maricopa County with less than a 5,000 foot runway. The reason that is important is many operators that operate turboprop aircraft, whether it be for personal and business use or purely business use, a lot of their insurance policies require them to have 5,000 feet of runway. Missing that 130 feet of runway takes us off the list of options for a lot of these aircraft to utilize the airfield. I know in the past that there's been a lot of discussion over extending the runway. What I can say to that is we've already performed the studies at the airfield, we've Looks at the development around the airfield and all the structures pass, all the conflict evaluations we need to extend that runway to 5,550 feet. That puts us in the realm of using the airport year-round for the aircraft that are already using it. The key to this runway extension is not that we're going to get bigger aircraft into the field. The key is that the aircraft that are already based at our airport and utilizing it 8 to 9 months out of the year will be able to use it year round. These are our these are Chandler residents, Chandler businesses, tenants we currently have and it will attract new businesses. It will serve our business partners that have flight departments that have to divert to other airports for a longer runway. But with our runway length to get it extended at all, two very important points here in Chandler it has to pass a popular bond vote. Any efforts to extend the runway in the future will begin with a community impact study to look at the economic factors, the environmental factors. As always, we start and end any aviation study with safety. And then the second point for any runway extension is this is not like most major capital infrastructural improvements at the airfield, this goes for almost any public airport in the United States, Chandler residents will not bear the majority of that fiscal infrastructure investment. 91% of it will come from the FAA, and the remaining 9% gets split evenly between ADOT Aeronautics and the city of Chandler. So we have less than a 5% match to whatever that capital investment is. The FAA so far has been supportive. And one last point about the the runway extension, it's frequently called an expansion. This in no way will be an expansion. It's simply an extension of the runway. The property, the airport will accommodate this very short extension out to 5,500 feet. So We're hopeful in future we might be able to extend the runway. It would mean a great deal for the amount of uh, economic impact the airport can make. We're going to go about it in the best possible way. Again, community impact studies, environmental studies, engineering studies. It's going to be a very, very big project. And we're looking forward to hopefully changing some folks' minds about what the uh, the runway extension could possibly mean for the city.
0: Absolutely. So I will, I'll sum up and you correct me if I've misheard. So essentially I've heard for a runway extension to happen, there's going to be public input. Correct. It would require a vote of Chandler voters to say, yes, we want to move forward with this. Yes. The airport property is already there. So it's just a matter of of extending within the land. So it wouldn't impact any structures or businesses or anything like that. And then from a funding standpoint, the Federal Aviation Administration and the Arizona Department of Transportation would bear roughly 95, 96 percent of the cost. So Chandler's financial stake in this amounts to four to five percent. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, kind of as we look towards uh Wrapping up, let's talk about the economic impact. There's, yeah. I know you mentioned studies. There's a lot of studies that take place. So All the let's talk about the economic impact of the airport.
1: You'll hear airports are, a lot of folks will term it this way. They'll say an airport's an economic engine. I believe that's half right. Um, airports are absolutely an economic engine. They're an economic generator. We create jobs. We create opportunity, right? But just as importantly, I believe airports are an economic funnel. They're an economic conduit into a city. We are a port of entry. One of the best examples I've seen since I've been here. We had a rather large ribbon cutting last year for a a, a small $20 billion investment um, from one of our our, uh, residents. Intel Intel. for all those who are listening. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One jet flew in for that carrying four executives and three flight crew. Those seven people spent four nights in Chandler, in hotels, eating meals in Chandler, renting cars in Chandler, and... A lot of that economic impact flowed through the airport into the community. The economic impact from the airport's perspective is they came in, took services from one of our tenants, Chandler Air Service, and bought about 700 gallons of fuel. Now that might seem like a relatively small economic impact generated by the airport, but through the airport they came in and brought the rest of that economic impact to the community. So every aircraft you see flying overhead that's someone that is most likely living and working in Chandler. When you see a turboprop business aircraft flying overhead or a small jet coming into the airport, realize that depending on which national organization you get your numbers from, that can be anywhere from 10 to 20 times the economic impact in one airplane as a single general aviation four-place aircraft. The most recent statewide study that took a very top-down view of the airfield estimated our economic impact per annum to be 55 million dollars. That's as low as I've seen it we had the same firm on 2015 data do a study and they estimated it to be in excess of hundred million dollars per year we only see that growing as we add hangars and office space at the airport which will grow the ability for operators to come in and grow their businesses at the airport every aircraft creates jobs there might only be one person in that airplane two people in that airplane but it takes a team of people to maintain it, a team of people to fuel it, a team of people to manage it. And every airplane you see flying overhead is generating multiple jobs, multiple touch points throughout the year. All activity creates some kind of economic impact.
0: So Ryan, what are some of the ways that businesses and residents can visit or get more information about the airport?
1: We've got a pretty wonderful team. I love the folks I work with every day and one of the initiatives we've collectively put together is that if anyone wants to see the airport it's the community's airport come see it we've kind of got an open door policy for tours we ask that you schedule them with us just because it it is a busy field Um, we are after all one of the top 50 busiest airports in the country but we encourage anyone that wants to see the airport schedule a tour with us. We will get you a tour. We'll show you the field. There is kind of a running joke in aviation that the only thing people in aviation enjoy almost as much as flying is talking about flying and and showing it off. I think we're really good at showing it off. So We welcome everybody to come out to the field and take a tour. We'll get you up close to some really amazing aircraft, introduce you to some amazing people. And uh, within that tour, we'll get you to say, wow, that's really amazing or that's very cool at least once.
0: Absolutely. Ryan, thank you again for taking the time today. My pleasure. And for our listeners, thanks for going beyond the headlines and hearsay to learn more about Chandler's Airport directly from the source. And make sure to check out the Voices of Chandler podcast as they share Chandler stories with new episodes each month. Thank you.